Y'all ready for sweatless victory? Put in the chat. Say, say it by faith. Say, I have sweatless victory. I, I want you to declare that you have sweatless victory in every area, in every aspect, in every facet of your life. On Friday, I talked about earning everything by the sweat of your brow, but that's not you. You've been redeemed uh, from the curse. All right. So I see people are praying. Yeah, we're praying for everybody that was impacted by the storm, uh, you know, and, and there are people that have to recover now. So it's not easy. Uh, let's, let's keep them lifted up in prayer. Let's be there one for another. And let's get ready for the word this morning. Y'all ready? I'm ready. Say I have sweatless victory. All right, here we go. Getting started. <clears throat> Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 3rd, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled Pursuing Grace-Based Success. And this is part 12. Now, in part 11 on Friday, uh, I shared some things in the written portion. So what I do is I write today's word every morning. I send it out via email. I post it to our blog. And then I teach it and then I come back here. But a lot of times in this part, in the video part, I'm not just reading, right? So I'm trying to teach what I wrote, but I'm not just reading it. So a lot of times I say things that, that are not in the written portion. And so on Friday, when I was talking about earning everything by the sweat of your brow, I mentioned some things that were not in the written portion. I mentioned some things from Genesis. I mentioned uh, some things from this net breaking, boat sinking, load of fish and all of that. And so this morning I was led to go back and let's actually look at these scriptures. Let's look at these passages. Let's look at what happened and let's add to this. So this is Pursuing Grace-Based Success Part 12. And the title of today's message is Redeemed to Sweatless Victory. If you haven't said it already, say, I have sweatless victory. Jesus redeemed me from the curse. Now under the curse that was placed on Adam, mankind had to earn everything by the sweat of your brow but I've been redeemed from that. I, I'm not just going to have to earn everything with my power, my ability, my strength, my intellect. No, no, no. There's God's super on my natural, and I can experience sweatless victory. That's what I'm going to talk about this morning. Say, I have sweatless victory. Get ready to receive. All right, so let's get into it for this morning. Let me go through our foundational scriptures and then we'll get into what I need to get into. In Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 10, because I'm talking about grace-based success, it's a reminder. We got to read these scriptures every day to remind us that our success comes from God and not from us. Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 10, the Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace, not by works. All you did was you received the grace of God when you exercised your faith. So you didn't save yourself. It's a gift from God. All you can do with the gift is receive it. So because you're not saved by the things that you have done, you have nothing to boast about. <laughs> Say, it's not about me. It's all about him. Verse 10 says, God has made us what we are. Now in Christ Jesus, God made us new people, a new creation so that we could spend the rest of our lives performing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. So there's some work. Say, I have work to do. There's some good works that, that God ordained for us to do from the foundations of the world. So you and I, we have work to do. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, God united you with Christ Jesus. Now, for our benefit, God made him, Christ Jesus, to become wisdom itself. So, and God united you with him so that you have access to perfect wisdom. Say, I get wisdom from above. 
Then along with this wisdom, watch this, because of Jesus, we're made right with God. Say, I'm the righteousness of God. So now you have access to wisdom, you have access to righteousness, and he made us pure, and he made us holy, and he freed us from sin, and it's all because of Jesus. So because of Jesus, I have wisdom, righteousness, I've been, I'm pure, I'm holy, I'm free from sin. Verse 31 says, therefore, obviously you have nothing to boast about. It's not about you. It's all about him. It's all about him. It's not about you. That's how we're supposed to live. That's the grace life, right? In 2 Timothy 1 and 9, the Bible says that God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace. So he gave us a purpose and the grace for the purpose. He gave us the assignment and the grace for the assignment. He gave us both in Christ Jesus. He gave us both in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Man, that's all in the word, right? And so when you think of all of that, you see the grace of God. Now, let me get into the things that I said I wanted to talk about today. What does this mean for you today? I'm going to talk about Adam, his sweatless victory. I'm going to talk about Peter and the net breaking, boat sinking load of fish. So two things for this morning. I have a lot of teaching. Here we go. Number one, rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Number one, Adam had sweatless victory. I told you this on Friday, uh, but now I want to elaborate. Adam has sweatless victory. In Genesis 2 and 25, the Bible says the man and his wife were both naked and they were not ashamed. They were naked and they were not ashamed. So let's talk about it. I talked to you on Friday about Genesis 3. And in Genesis 3, God cursed because of sin, the serpent, the woman, and the man. And the curse over the man was, hey, from now on, I'm going to kick you out of the garden. In the garden, you had everything, but now you're going to have to earn everything by the sweat of your brow, right? And so while they were in the garden, though, in Genesis chapter 2, we get a picture of God's perfect will. And let's just talk about the Garden of Eden for a minute. It was a beautiful place. It had not rained yet. So the Bible says, now you have a whole garden or forest, really, and it hasn't rained yet. But the Bible says that water came up from the earth and spread all over the ground. God put in his own underground irrigation system to ensure that the Garden of Eden was fed and with enough water for everything to bloom and everything to flourish. This is, God is amazing, right? I mean, he had, they had more than enough. Say they had more, more than enough. Everything, and it was sweatless. They didn't work. So the Bible goes on to say, not only did, was there this underground irrigation system, the Bible says a river flowed from Eden and watered the garden. So you got this underground irrigation system, and then there's this river system. The river then separated and became four smaller rivers, and the name of the first one was Pishon. And this river flowed around the entire country of Havilah. Now there's gold in that country and the gold is pure, a kind of expensive perfume and onyx also found there. So there was gold, there was onyx and an expensive perfume. And God mentions all of this in the garden because he gave all of this to Adam and Eve and it was free. They didn't earn it. It was just given to them by the grace of God. The, the name of the second river is Gihon. Now this river flowed around the whole land of Cush. And the name of the third river was the Tigris. And this river flowed east of Assyria. And the fourth river was the Euphrates. And the Lord God put the man in the Garden of Eden, watch this, to work the soil and take care of the garden. Now, come on. He put him there to work. Remember, God gave him work before he gave him a wife. Just newsflash, single ladies, he needs to have a, a work before he gets a wife. Anyway, God gave him work before he gave him a wife, but the work was to work the soil. And the soil had an underground irrigation system, and it also had 
four rivers feeding it. Why? So it wasn't like this kind of work. It was a different kind of work. He was working for purpose. He wasn't working for provision. I already made that point last week. This plot of land, this amazing plot of land that God just gave him, God gave it to him for free, had four rivers. Everything, he was working the soil. He was taking care of the garden, but he was, he was not working hard by the sweat of his brow. He wasn't working for provision. He was working for purpose. Last year, uh, last week, I, I, I separated the difference between a job and your work. You can retire from a job, but you will never retire from your work. While you're on this planet, you have work to do. So Adam was working not for provision. He was working for purpose. The Bible goes on to say, the Lord God used dust from the ground and made animals. He made every animal in the field, every bird in the air, and then he brought the animals to man. And he asked man, what do you want to name them? Think about that. And the man gave names to all the animals and, and to all the birds in the air and to all the wild animals, to the team animals, to the wild animals, everything. He gave them names. Why? Now think about this for a minute. Where did he get the names? Right? I'm going to talk about that. I mean, that's that's he didn't go to school. That was sweatless. And then lastly, the Bible says that the man and his wife, they were both naked and they felt no shame. You know why? Because they were so God conscious and they weren't sweating that they were, they were, it didn't even register to them that they were naked. So here's some things we can learn from this. I'm going to give you some points from this first point. Here's A. God put Adam in charge of an amazing property. God ensured, now I gave it to him for free. He didn't work for it. It was grace. Say grace. All right. Then God ensured that the property was flourishing and it was lively. He said, I need you to work the ground, but I put in an underground irrigation system and I also put in this, this system of four rivers to make sure everything was good to go. Adam did nothing to earn his assignment. It was all given to him by God's unearned grace. This is why I teach the grace life. This is the life that we are redeemed to. Say, I live the grace life, all right? Now, B, B. While God charged Adam with working the soil, taking care of the garden, as we can see, this work was grace-based. God put in this natural you know, irrigation system. And so his, his work, watch this, Adam's work was not stressful, nor was it taxing. In other words, it was sweatless. Say, I have sweatless victory, right? So he was working, but he was not working because he was trying to make ends meet. He was working because it was part of his divine purpose. And see, I'm telling you, this is what God has redeemed us to. This is how we're supposed to live. See, God gave Adam divine insight and revelation, right? God brought the animals and said, what do you want to name them? What do you want to call them? Now, remember, he didn't go to school. He brought the animals. He had no education, but what he had was revelation. So he was like, hey, son, what do you want to name this one? What do you want to name this one? And so he named the animals. Why? Once again, that was sweatless. He didn't go to school. He had no education. Everything came to him by the grace of God. This is a picture of how we're supposed to live. D, when Adam realized that the animals had a companion, every animal had a companion, he was like, wait a minute. I don't have a companion. To that point, the Bible says God made, God made, God made, God made, and God saw everything that he made and everything was good. But then he was like, well, wait a minute. Everybody got a, I don't have a, he was like, I have power. I have purpose. I have parameters. You told me not to eat from that, but I don't have a partner. And the Bible says it was not good for man to be alone. And so it's like, okay, fine. Since it's not good for you to be alone and you realize everybody got a partner except for you, God gave him a partner. 
God gave him a wife. First, God had given him work. Then God gave him a wife. Once again, grace. He didn't do nothing to earn it, nothing to deserve it. He was just like, man, I don't have, okay, God. Oh, you want one? Okay, I got you. I got you, son. I got you. Boom. Everything God gave him. That's it. By the end of chapter two, Adam and his wife were so blessed, so connected to God, so much walking in the spirit that they were naked and they were not ashamed. They experienced no guilt, no worry, no stress, no fear, nothing. All of that was introduced with sin. And so all of that happened because of sin. The life that Adam and Eve enjoyed in the Garden of Eden prior to the fall is a picture of the grace life that you and I are supposed to experience today. A life where sin does not rule over us. Remember, sin and death were introduced because, because of Adam. So you, you should live a life where sin is not your issue. Sin is not ruling over you. Death is not your issue. You're not subject to the bondage of the fear of death. You've done all the dying you're going to do. So, so you're not afraid of sin or you're not under the power of sin. You're not afraid of death, right? You, you, you are living your life based on, fueled by the grace of God, not human effort alone. You're not a self-made man. You're not a self-made woman. You're not making every, everything happen by the sweat of your brow. You're just like walking like they did. You're walking with God in the cool of the day. You're hearing from the Holy Spirit and you're being led by the Holy Spirit to do whatever God leads you to do on this planet. And you're working because you have work to do. You're working because you have a divine assignment. You have work to do. You're on this planet to perform the good works that God had before ordained for you to do. And as you do it, you're not trying to earn everything by the sweat of your brow. Your victory is sweatless. Say, I have sweatless victory. You got it? Praise God for that. That was number one. I only have two things to share with you on this morning. Let's get into number two. Number two, Jesus came to redeem us to the sweatless nature of God's amazing grace. Jesus, say this, say, Jesus came to get me out of the mess Adam got me into. Now, because of Adam, we were born where I have to earn everything by the sweat of my brow. Because of Adam, we were born where we had no Holy Spirit and disconnected from God, disconnected disconnected from the Holy Spirit. We have to earn everything by the sweat of our brow. We're doing everything as a human, under human effort, human power, human ability, human strength because of Adam. But because of Jesus, because of Adam, we were born that way. But because of Jesus, we could be born again. And once we're born again, I'm giving you a picture, Genesis chapter two, of what it looks like to be redeemed all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Say amen to that. All right. So let me give you, I like to teach by both precept and example. So let me give you a practical example. Luke chapter five, the Bible says, this is five and five, amplified. And Simon Peter answered, master, we have toiled, I've worked hard all night long, exhaustingly. I, look, I've worked all night exhaustingly and caught nothing in our nets. But on the ground of your word, I will lower the nets again. Let me tell you this story. He said, look, I worked hard by the sweat of my brow and it produced no results. But since you're telling me to do something, fine, I'll try it and let's see what happens. So let me give you what happened in this story. I mentioned it last week, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna give you a little bit more insight here. Um, so you know the whole thing about have to, having to earn everything by the sweat of your brow, that's part of the curse. And Jesus redeemed us from the curse. So let me tell you what's happening now. Post-Jesus, you and I, we're redeemed from the curse of the law, the uh, curse of the law. We can work, uh, and but we're not working like we did prior to being born again. 
We're working knowing that God is on us and in us and with us and for us. Like, for example, I was sharing with my son last night. We just were looking at colleges this weekend. When we pray over applications, we're not like those that just are doing it based on their own human merit. Like it's, it's us and God, right? And so, so God is, is breathing on, on what we do when he leads us to do something. So you could live without God and do it by human effort, human power, human ability, human strength, or you can do it by the grace of God leading you to do something. And you know that his favor will favor the work of your hands. That's how you experience grace-based success. So let me tell you what happened in Luke. One day, Jesus was standing by the Sea of Galilee. This big crowd was following him and he wanted to preach the word. So as he looks at the crowd, he's like, man, I kind of need to break out a little bit away from them so I could preach the word. And he looks and there's two fishermen over there. And the two fishermen are like going through and cleaning their nets. Obviously, it looks like they have been working. And so now it's, it's in the morning and these people, it looks like they have been working all, all night. So they were scrubbing their nets and they're getting ready to go home. And one of the two fishermen, his name was Simon. Jesus went over to Simon and said, hey, I want to get into your boat. Would you mind? Like, you know, I need to preach for these people. Basically, Jesus was asking, can I use your boat as like a pseudo pulpit? And, and, and I want to, I want to share the word. And so Simon was like, okay, fine. Now this dude worked all night, but he's like, okay. So he takes his boat, lets Jesus get in it. He pushes off from the seashore. He goes out to the water, positions the boat. So now he's using his skills as a fisherman and his property from his fishing business to sow into Jesus's ministry. And so Jesus is then standing there and he preaches from this water platform, from this boat pulpit, he preaches the gospel, people are blessed. And when he comes back, he's like, I'm done. Can you take me back? And as he takes him back, Jesus says, now, basically he's saying, hey, Mr. Fisherman, I know you don't understand, you know, what I'm about to say, but my father is the Lord of the harvest. And since you sold into my ministry from your fishing business, I'm not going to just let you not receive a harvest. So my father, who's the Lord of the harvest, is going to see to it that you receive a harvest and every seed sown. So what I want you to do is go out there and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon, the fisherman, almost missed his blessing because he started arguing, saying, no, that's not how this thing works. But thankfully, he was like, you know, hey, Mr. Mr. Jesus, I worked hard all night long. I know how this works. I worked hard by the sweat of my brow and it produced nothing. And so... His expertise and his sweat had produced no results. And, and he was like, now you want me to, no, this is not how fishing with nets work. It's, now it's daytime. I, the reason why we do this at night is because at night the fish can't see the nets and they swim into the nets. But right now it's sunlight. And so if I let down the nets now, it's, it's not even going to work. And so his head was telling him, tell the, the preacher man, no. But his heart was telling him, try it. Thankfully, he listened to his heart. And he threw it out there. And the Bible says, based solely on the word of God, the word from Jesus, the grace of God, Peter caught a net breaking, boat sinking load of fish. There were so many fish that his boat began to sink. He had to call for his partners. They came, their boats began to sink. And they brought in this, this net breaking, boat sinking load of fish. Why? Because Jesus spoke a word. He worked hard all night long by sweat, got nothing. Jesus spoke one word and the grace of God produced results that the effort was never going to produce. 
So what does this mean for you? Like, here's some takeaways from this. A, even the best natural efforts are sometimes met with poor results. At the end of the day, sometimes you're really good at something. Sometimes you try to do this, you try to do that. And from a natural perspective, you put in the work, you work all night long, you're putting in human effort, you put in lots of sweat, you put in time, energy, effort, blood, sweat, and tears. But at the end of the day, you still have nothing to show for it. I'm talking about people that are working hard without God's grace. I'm talking about people, they have tireless efforts, but their tireless efforts are fruitless. Listen, you can, you can do a lot, but if you're doing it without God, you could, you could be put in all this work and it still come out fruitless. You, you ever been there? I, I, I've been there without the grace of God. So B, watch this. While the world's economy is based on buying and selling, the kingdom economy is based on sowing and reaping. So I did a whole series on sowing and reaping. If you get the email version of this, of this message, you have a, a, a link you can click on, you'll get the whole series on sowing and reaping. I taught the biblical principles of sowing and reaping. So Peter sowed, his time, his talent, he had to position the boat, his treasure from his fishing business into Jesus's ministry. And so Jesus made sure that he was going to reap a harvest on every seed sown. And in the, in the kingdom, it's about sowing and reaping. You, anything you give up for God becomes a seed and God will, God will never be in debt to you. God will see to it that you reap a harvest on every seed sown. So in the world is about buying and selling and the kingdom is about sowing and reaping. And so in the kingdom, you got to learn how to sow seed and God will see to it that you reap a harvest. See, don't let your intellect keep you from your blessing. This, this is where we sometimes mess up. Sometimes, actually, there's, there's someone watching right now that I told this person last week, I think it was, that they were overthinking it. Sometimes we overthink it. Sometimes we overthink stuff. Peter, the fisherman, he almost overthought it. He was like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> hey, Mr. Preacher Man, I know you know how to preach, but I'm the fisherman. You're the preacher man. I, I know how this fishing stuff works. And he was overthinking it. He was like, why would I let down my nets right now? It's daylight out. Nothing's going to happen. He was overthinking it. Remember, God's, God doesn't have to make sense. God is spiritual, not sensual. Sometimes the things of God don't have to make sense. So don't overthink it. If you overthink it, you will think your way out of your blessing. Remember the grace life, sometimes things are not going to make sense. God will tell you to do it anyway. God will tell you, but God, they said, I need this. Doesn't matter. Submit it. But God, they said, I don't, but I, I, I just do what I'm telling you to do, son. Just do what I'm telling you to do, daughter. Stop overthinking it. Sometimes, listen, God's wisdom is greater than your logic. I'm a logical person. I believe I possess common sense, but sometimes God tells me to do something that doesn't make sense. It's illogical. It's irrational. And God says, do it anyway. See, your obedience will unlock the door to your blessing, especially when you have to override your logic and your common sense. God will tell you to do things that don't make sense. He had to override his logic. He had to override his reasoning. He had to override his experience. Experience and what's what happened at the end? He got a net breaking, boat sinking load of fish. Why? Because it was the grace of God. Don't overthink it. All right. D, your victory is not effortless, but it can be sweatless. It's not effortless, but it can be sweatless. So while Peter's harvest was not effortless, right? He still had to do something, he had to go out, launch down, but it was sweatless. It was the underlying point of this series is how to teach you how to pursue success God's way. 
when you pursue success God's way, it's not going to be effortless, but it can be sweatless. You still have to work, but you're not working by your own power, your own ability, your own strength. No, you're working knowing that God is breathing on your hands and he is blessing the work of your hands. Last point, as I close, the bottom line is here. Under the curse, because of Adam, there are people right now, even people who love God, who are working their butts off. They're working hard and they're trying to earn everything by the sweat of their brow. They say things like, man, where I'm from, nobody gives you nothing. Man, you know, I was raised, I got to go get it. I'm just going to work hard. I'm going to make this happen. I'm not going to give up. I'll put an 80 hour work, work weeks if I have to, but I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to cave in. I'm not going to quit. And that sounds good, but they're relying too much on them. You see how good that sounds? And God could be like, wow, that sounds good to the world, but where am I in the picture? God could be like, wow, that sounds good to the people that, that are telling you, wow, I'm impressed. You work hard. Cool. But where is where is God in the picture? I'm not saying don't work hard. I work hard. Look, I mean, I put in a lot of hours too, but I'm not, I'm not fooling myself. I'm putting in hours with the grace of God. I'm putting in, I'm not, I'm not doing this by my own. I'm doing this knowing that God is on me and in me and with me and for me. I'm talking about pursuing success God's way. I know it's me plus God. I know it's God plus me. And so, so I'm not making everything happen. No, no, God favors the work of my hands. The favor of God goes before me like a shield. That's the grace life. I know that God is moving. Uh, God is illuminating the work of my hands. When Isabella puts in a proposal, we pray that God will illuminate that proposal and cause inspired solutions to be selected. Why? Because we know that God's super is on her natural. And so while other people are just writing all this stuff and their stuff sounds better than hers and their stuff looks better than hers and their approach may be even better than hers, but God's breathing on the work. Come on now. I'm saying it's the grace life. You got to understand that it's not just you. It's, it's you plus God. It's God plus you. It's not effortless, but it's sweatless. You get, you put in the work, but even while you're working, you're enjoying it. Why? Because you're working not for provision. You're working for purpose. And so you get a sense of satisfaction and enjoyment out of what you're doing. You are doing stuff. And while you're doing it, you're pouring into the lives of others. Let me just give you this quick testimony. Uh, 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 am I, uh, where I work, we have a prayer call and I'm part of the team that sets up this prayer call ever since COVID. I preach at my job, at my workplace. I preach before COVID. We used to have these sales meetings and I would preach the gospel to hundreds of people at work. I'm talking about, I preach like I preach at, at, at work, uh, I'm at church and I did this at work and I do this in corporate America. I minister to people in corporate America all the time. And last week on the prayer call, I either open up or close or preach on every prayer call. So last week on the prayer call, we had coach Joe Gibbs, the former coach of the uh, the Redskins or now the commanders, and he preached and he preached a great message, by the way. And then I closed. But when I closed, I just prayed like I pray, like I like we pray here. And, and, and somebody was watching that called me from from my church, from VCMI, and was like, oh, my God, it was like, it's amazing that you get to do at work in corporate America what you do you know, uh, everywhere else, like in ministry. Why? Because I'm doing what God, I didn't even want to be at this company. God told me this, to go to this company. 
Well, so, so I didn't want to do this. And since God told me to go there, he has plans and purposes. I'm there because he wants me there. I'm, I'm there to do whatever he wants me to do. And I get to minister the gospel in corporate America. I'm ministering to people. People come to me, close, hey, can I talk to you for a minute, Ray? Uh, and they break down. I just need you to pray for me. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with this. I, I'm talking about in corporate America. And I'm ministering the gospel. Why? Because God is faith. I'm not a self-made man. I'm a God-made man. I, I, I'm not fooling myself into thinking that I'm making stuff happen. No, I put in work. It's not effortless, but it's sweatless, doggone it. I'm not over here doing everything by the sweat of my brow. No, God is on me and in me and with me and for me. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Tony Howard, you said that's amazing. I do. I agree. It's, it's the grace of God. Jay Santiago, you work with me. You, you get to experience it. It's the grace of God. I'm talking about when you walk with the grace, you walk with God, God walks with you. You get to, God favors the work of your hands. It's not you. Say it's not just me. Say it's me plus God equals sweatless victory. Put that formula in the chat. Put me plus God equals sweatless victory. That's how we're supposed to live. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. You are teaching me the value of hard work and the difference between working hard on my own and working hard by your grace. The picture I see in Genesis chapter two is a picture of your original intent. Prior to the fall of man, I see a life that was based on your grace. And I agree with that picture. My heart says, amen. Jesus redeemed me to that life. Grace-based success comes without the trappings of this world. As I walk with you and you walk with me, you bless the work of my hands and I get to experience success without stress, struggle, or strain. You want me to work, but I work by your grace. This way, my life will never be full, full of sweat and no fruit. I live a sweatless life, and my life is also fruitful. I experience sweatless victory every day in every way. And I boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, there'll be another one. Apply today's word and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, this is one of those messages. You need to think about this. Think about Genesis 2. Think about what happened with the net breaking boat sinking load of fish. And then consider your own ways. Are you trying to do stuff without God? Or are you even acknowledging that God is on you and in you and with you and for you? So this is a message you might need to listen to again. Get this down in your heart. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message was a blessing to you, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. And tomorrow morning, we'll be ready for another word. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. 
you will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and et cetera, all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.